Welcome to the latest instalment of the Evolution Exchange podcast, and I'm joined by a very experienced panel of tech leaders to discuss an intriguing topic, the route into product management. But before we delve deep into this topic, let's work our way around the room and make some introductions. So, Lucia, if we start off with you. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Connor. Uh, right now, as you mentioned, I am a product manager. I'm working in a company called Speed Perform, and uh, but aside from work, I love to go to museums or to do a stand-up comedy. I usually do some gigs here around the city center. Um, I love to get to know people. That's one of the things that I, I like the most. Um, yeah, basically. Perfect. Moving on to Andrew. Hi, uh, thank you for having me on board. So my name is Andre. I work as a product manager uh, in a company called Plan Day. This is my day-to-day task and my passion uh, to work uh, in the company like this and to be a product manager. And outside work, I'm mainly uh, having fun with my dog, walking around the city, exploring new areas. And uh, that's actually how my weekends go. Perfect. And finally, last but not least, Thomas. Yeah, hi. Uh, I work as a product manager for a company called uh, FSC. Let me do a CRM. Uh, and what I like to do outside of work is resembling what you said, Andrew. I like exploring the city. I don't bring a dog, but but I like exploring and I like to stay active. So I do a lot of activities before I go to work. Um, and then I took up a new hobby, which is skiing. And uh, so I do that quite a lot during during the winter times. Yeah. Well, perfect. I appreciate you all taking the time to introduce yourselves. And it's a pleasure to have you all on. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, the Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. I really hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Today we're going to discuss the route into product management, and we're going to address some important issues in regard to why you've ended up as a product manager some of the soft and hard skills that are required to operate in the role and just defining a great product manager. But I understand that Thomas, you've put a question forward that you'd like to post to the group. Yeah. So, uh, my question to the group is why you ended up as a PM, uh, was your goal always to work with product or did you have other goals in mind or did you see yourself, you know, in a different position than, than product, uh, especially maybe from, from where you started out. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lucia, yeah, to address this one for sure. Uh, no, actually, uh, my first goal when I started university was to be an account manager, and I quickly changed towards a architecture advertisement. Uh, even studied a graphic design master, and once I realized advertising was maybe not my passion because as you know when you are outside university you think that things are going to be one way until things change and you're like no this is not what i really want in my life i did a specialization in ux ui 
and that's how I started. Uh, that's how I started to love product, to love to understand how a customer or a client or a user interacts with something and looks it in deep and tries to maybe do a have a journey through the app and it's not able uh, how you can fix it how you can make it better for them and through a time everything around me was product it was ux ui design like a how the the, the teapot was put around the toaster and the tea around it like how everything was a good user journey and when i was looking for another company i got offered this position with my experience with uh marketing through advertisement, my experience with UX, UI design and graphic design. Uh, my boss thought I, it was a great opportunity uh, to do a, a step up in my career and be a product manager because uh, I will be able to understand the designers and also because I've been working in UX, uh, also the developers a little bit better than and he needed somebody who organized all of these things. So he offered me the opposition. That's why how I end up in product management. Yeah, certainly. So despite the two positions being very different in terms of UX, UI and product management, would you say there's anything transferable that you've taught from your previous role into this new position? A lot. A lot. I believe that a product manager is a person who needs to be listening to the client constantly and to understand what do they like and what do they not like about the future and what the product is to develop next for them. So instead of being told, yeah, the client needs this and you need to design it and then you try to do a, 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 the user journey. I love that uh, right now I'm in much in touch with the clients and I'm trying to understand better. Okay, so what's your pain points? What do you not like about this? What do you like about this? So I believe that they are really transferable, this kind of skills and this opportunity. And also uh, marketing and advertising gave me a lot of uh, decision-making process, they're like, what should I prioritize? What should we prioritize? We need to do all of these things. So I, I think all of the skills are be really transferable. Also like with journey. data analytics and everything, of course. Certainly, it sounds like a journey that's been leading you up towards product management. But it'd be yeah, interesting exactly. to hear your take, Andrew. I mean, why did you end up as a product manager? So my journey was with a lot of bumps on my road and, uh, and uh, walls, which I have to hit. So I started actually more within the financial sector. I started working for big names like JP Morgan and Citibank Group. But for some reason, I started like falling in love with the tech and I started looking around what I actually can can do, what I, how can I serve customers and how can I do that. And I ended up in a consultant, like in IT consultants. And there I started being passionate about owning something and delivering that to the customers, understanding uh, what's the needs, uh, managing the stakeholders, cooperating with different departments and different people on my, on my way to, 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 to deliver something. And then, um, it just hit me that I, I actually, I want to, I want to hold it. Maybe let's call this product. I want to hold it in my hands and I want to be responsible for that for a longer period, not just deliver to the customer and then, um, just support him, but I want to constantly put things on top, develop it. And in this way, I start looking for a company which uh, has a product which is scaling. So I always have something to bring and whatever I will bring on the table would actually make sense. And that's how I ended up in the company I'm currently working in, which is a SaaS company where we have numerous amount of clients who are willing to scale with us together. And in this case, 
I think I, I, I hit the target. I hit the objective I was doing for the, for the last decade, I would say from finance to here and to, to add up to Uzir, uh, statements that any experience we should have in a bus actually can be transferable to what you're doing in the current stage. So whether it's finance, then you actually can do the financial reporting, understanding the marketing competitive analysis, but you need to speed up on the UX. If you have UX in the past, then you speed up on the financial statements and you're good with the UX. So I would say this is all in hands and yeah, that's my journey. I think one thing I'd like to touch on there is, I mean, you were previously working at a financial organization. You, you mentioned JP Morgan, and then you said you moved to an organization where you fell in love with the tech and the IT yeah. side, I think. So what was it that inspired that? So there was like two companies at the same time. Uh, one was a uh, Lingar company. This is a software house. So you get the clients onboarding for a particular project you are focusing on and you're trying to deliver it in, in, a, in a small boxes, basically on their needs. So that's how I start being in touch with the tech more on day-to-day -day tasks. And the other one was more of a consultant, which is PwC, where we were working on a huge project for the huge clients. So this is a combination of a smaller bricks and a huge bricks give me this boost to understand that, okay, I need a product which able to scale to the big bricks, but I want to have it in my hands for a long period. That's the logic I have it. Yeah. Yeah. And what about yourself, Thomas? What inspired this move into product? Yes. Yeah, so I can, I can definitely uh, relate to what you're saying, Andrew. However, I didn't, I didn't actually manage to, to go into different businesses. I, I, uh, you know, I graduated slowly from within, and I work. I worked in a in a. Oh, I am working in a scale up company. So so I, I I took the the rough path from from entry support uh, to to consultant to head of consultancy, um, and at some point ended up uh, playing with tech. Um, <clears throat> but but I to me it's it's exactly as you say, entry. You you. You become a better product uh, person if you experience a lot before, and you can transfer, you know, almost anything to the product, uh, you know, product work. And I actually think that that it's 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 crucial that as a product guy, you have you know you have experience from from many different things. If you go in, you know, I want to do product and nothing else, then then I don't think you you manage. Uh, you manage it well. Uh, you will you will have too many loose ends. And having had a lot of contact with customers out there in here with them, hearing their feedback, trying to set up the systems in many configurable ways and so on, gives you a completely different, you know, fuller understanding of what it means to build a product because you understand it from their angle, you understand it from your own angle, and you have to have those you know, views at the same time. I think otherwise you just cater too much to the customers or too much to yourself. Um, and then I'm, 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 uh, I studied game design. So I also, I think I have an angle of wanting to, to play with products, but, but actually in the, but stressing the, the word play. And I think it's, it's, I, I think for me, at least it's been a, it's been a benefit to have a playful approach to you know, human beings and product and the way we interact with software. Yeah, I think that's my answer. An intriguing point you touched on there, Thomas, is something that we haven't addressed, is the educational background. I mean, we've talked about 
you know, the, the previous work paths and the career paths that have led you into product. But I mean, where was you, what was your ambitions and goals? I think we see you said it was um, to be an account manager, but tell us a little bit more about your, your educational backgrounds. You said Lucia, right? Lucia, Andrew. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can go first. Uh, so my background started, uh, so started to understanding how everything works between each other. So it's giving you a little bit of overview, but not in deep knowledge. Uh, but, but have you a good feeling like what's going on in the world, how different uh, counterparties interact between each other. Then I decided to narrow down that a little bit using the master's degree for management and consultancy, where I still keep track on the finance, but a little bit of how that numbers can be in, in, in human language, how it can be transferable in human language, how to make those slides in VBT and make, uh, clients happy. Uh, and, uh, I was kind of lucky enough that uh, during my uh, master's degree, I was able to um, be enrolled for uh, MBA. And so I went for one year for MBA program to the United States, where I actually work with a really good teachers, students all over the world from USC, different culture, different approaches compared to European studies and how that educational system works. And that I would strongly recommend to anyone who is actually interested in um, scaling and increasing their capacity of learning and understanding how you can be effective in learning uh, doing an MBA. It's not only about like going to business or uh, to be big four companies, but it also helps you to understand how you can productively learn numbers of uh, books and a lot of like data, basically. I mean, the reason I put this forward is because a few weeks back, I held a, a similar topic in terms of people's backgrounds. It was in terms of the biggest challenges facing product managers. So slightly different, but one thing that was addressed there is that everybody's background was different. And that was why I was so keen to, to get a podcast related to this in terms of, you know, the route into product management and where you've come from previously and what's inspired the move. But Andrew, I know we've briefly discussed some skills, but I know you have a question that's very relevant. Yeah, uh, so my question would be to the group and to anyone who is listening, you can ask this question to yourself. Um, can you name one soft skill and one hard tech skill uh, which uh, help you boost your career to PM? Yeah, I can go first. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure if it helped me boost it, but it's definitely something that I... I've learned while doing this. I also think I was I was good at it before, um, but it's it's been cultivated, of course, doing this job, and it's 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 translating product. I mean the 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 entirety of product. So that's development. That's that's uh, how does it work? What what is the benefit for the customers? Um, all of these things. Uh, translating that rounded um, thing we call product to the different between the different departments so you know you need to communicate product as a as a as a thing depend as a different thing depending on on what department you're talking to so at sales product is one thing with developers it's a, it's a completely different discussion you have and you have to be able to to speak that language and take the language from development into sales basically just to put it on you know on a tip so I think I cultivated that skill, uh, soft skill, probably, uh, quite a lot. And I think that's probably one of the things that I excelled in 
the most in in this job. Uh, hard tech skill. I don't know if I have one of those, but but I would say that I'm I have I have a quite logical approach. My mind works quite logically, so I think that's that's important when when at least when you work with developers. Uh, <clears throat> so it's it's probably not that important when you when you talk to sales guys. That's that's probably the the opposite, but. My mind works quite logically, so I can speak the, the 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 developer language, and I can also understand how a product is supposed to work without being able to actually have a hard skill as in coding. Um, so I hope that that is acceptable as a hard tech skill. Yeah, certainly logical approach is it's a very valid point and something that must be considered within product. But Lucia, what's your take on a soft skill and a hard skill? Um... One hard skill that I highly recommend everybody to have, uh, not only on product management, but also in business management and different uh, areas is uh, data analysis. I think that's one of the most important in this job that you need to understand and is uh, how the data uh, is behaving and what can you get from it. And on the opposite side, my soft skill that I will highly recommend to everybody to have, especially in project management, but in life is empathy. Empathy towards your clients, empathy towards your uh, your uh, colleagues, how they are taking it, how they are uh, are they understanding it. Maybe uh, this feature that you want to push so so hard is not the best approach because your colleagues are not feeling comfortable with it. Although you know by the data that is the, the most important, but you are not going to have the best results. So you need to balance it out through the data and through human emotions and for that you need a lot of empathy to understand your client to understand your colleagues to understand everything around you certainly a great point especially on the soft skill so how do you go about that on a day-to-day basis so within the organization how do you practice empathy i think it's just listening it's just uh understanding even the most uh small uh, non-verbal cues when you are presenting an idea suddenly you see people being like hmm but then they give you good points about how it should be. and But you need to press them a little bit like, why didn't you feel that? Why? And maybe we can all come to a solution. And with your client, if you have empathy and you are like, okay, right now I'm not Lucia. Right now I am a 12-year-old kid who is trying to understand this. How I will resolve it? And trying to understand that from the point of mind of the client also helps you along to see what why your product needs to be uh, to be improved and where and why and so that's something that I highly recommend to everybody to just listen and try to put yourself into the shoes of the other people. Yeah, some great points, especially in terms of with colleagues, empathy, you know, encouraging them to to speak a little bit more, to express their ideas, which certainly brings about innovation. And then especially on the client side as well, you know, the benefits that that can have as a as a result. Of course. But Thomas, sorry. I'll redirect this one back to Andrew. What would you say is a, a soft skill and a hard skill? So I kind of have a, like a, a takeaway from what Lucia just mentioned that um, data, data is a new fuel. So understanding how the data works, how you can manage the data, how you can operate the data and where you can actually get the data is a key element. I would say I would put it into the hard skills because there is, I mean, there's tons of uh, tools out there which can help you understand what the data can do and you have to filter between the like understandable and readable data between trash which is also out there so that is key element I think for the PM and for any other tech role to understand what you actually get in on your table from day to day and what you actually need to understand and react on that so that the, the only 
which will be able to help you that is data. Even all of the modern AI tools based on that data, which is the fuel that that's a, that's a new oil of 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 our century. And uh, regarding the the soft skill, um, back in the day, I was having an anthropology class, and we have uh, a, some topic of negotiations. And um, what a, my takeaway was from there that everyone whom you talk and actually needs something and wants something, and the same comes from us. So the moment we meet with our stakeholders, we are looking for something as well as they are. So our key element is to connect the dots between this negotiation and this uh, communication process and create this core understanding where we can also use embassy or any other soft skills which you are good at. But the main point is to find these dots and make a red line where we all agree on and that's a negotiation skills that I would like to highlight. Yeah. Certainly a big part of anybody's position, but it's intriguing to hear that that's such a formidable part of a product manager's role. I love one of the sayings that you had in there, Andrew, which was, it's the new fuel of the century. Yeah. I think that's a, a great way of summarizing it. I think the fact that two people have put forward the use of data and the importance and significance that that can have highlights its significance. So, Lucia, we briefly discussed some of the soft and hard skills that are required. But I understand that you had a question that you'd like to post to the group. Yeah, um, as someone who is new to the role and I've only been uh, as a product manager for six months, I would like to know how would you define a great product manager and what skills characterize them? Thomas, if you'd like to kick us off with this one. Yeah, I, there's there's a lot. I mean, I have to I have to mention what I what I also said before, and I uh, just just to. Uh, dime in. I agree completely with the data point that that uh, you both uh, mentioned. I think it's a it's a very valid thing, but I also think that that one thing that probably wasn't mentioned in in that was that <clears throat> data is very important. But if you don't know, if you are not strong in your in your what's a, what's it called in your topic or, or or domain, that's the word. Data. The amount of data and tools to to analyze data doesn't mean anything. You really have to know what data does make sense before you you know you know what data to find and what data to to analyze on. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, and just to connect it to this is that I think you learn so many different skills. You have to be you know you have to have an uh, uh, an idea in or a foot in so many areas. Uh, to be a good product manager, and I think that makes it very special. I think product is becoming more, more and more the central part of 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 companies, especially tech companies and SaaS companies. Uh, so the requirement for for being someone who has responsibility in product is actually asking quite a lot, uh, and I don't think that's completely, you know, that hasn't settled in. in in the business world yet, but but I actually think that as as someone responsible for 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 product and product managing, you need quite a lot of skills, and I think that's that's to me that's that makes it very special that that you can really use a lot of your tools and skills, and you can always improve, you know, in one or the other direction, uh, and and you know benefit from that. Um, yeah, so so I think that's my not so precise answer i think it's a great answer though i think as well when you're talking about organizations and the different responsibilities one thing i'd ask back to that is do you think that that differs 
based on organizational size in terms of the quantity and the size of the responsibilities that you'd be asked to take on. Yeah, definitely. I, and I also think the, the, the role of the product guy, whatever you put after product in the title, changes depending on the size of the company, of course, the size of the product. Um, but but let's let's take uh, let's take a scale up. As a product guy, you're probably one of one or two or the only one. And if you're one, you get to you know you will have to understand every part of the the company because you will have so many different type of stakeholders to manage. You will have to understand the the, the customers and the product. I mean the software development. Um, and you're the guy responsible for delivering something that all of these, you know, will not kill you for. Um, and in a bigger company, other skills come come into play. It becomes more, as you said before, Andrew, it becomes more of a negotiation work. It becomes more stakeholder management. Uh, you get less, you know, you get you get a, a smaller area of a bigger product to 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 work with. Um, I actually have a, a follow-up question on that. If you take a step back, uh, Thomas, you, you you stated that you you have a long path through to get to the product manager, right? And you've been a, a, in a consultancy within the organization as well. Making those steps, what skills help you understand that, all right, that's actually helping me on day-to-day tasks? Like, if you will, like, look back into the past of your career positions and using the organization. And since you are already on the chair of the CTO, which is quite big shoes uh, for, for me to understand at the moment, but if you can highlight something that from your perspective now is like, that was the right skill set I had. Honestly, I think, I think probably my, my best skill set was my work, you know, workability. It's, uh, it's been grinding. A lot of the time, also, I, I mean, I, I, as I told, as I said, I, I started out as, as a support like anyone else, but I just spent, you know, a lot of time understanding every corner of this product in in a very, you know, black and white kind of way. Um, and then I think from from the consultancy thing, it's it's the, of course, it's it's the communication and the understanding of of customers and and what are their lives and putting yourself in that position but also being the one having to be the expert so so that's a different role and and this whole communication development you use in every aspect of of this job now the communication is is less directly with customers and and more directly with with internal customers which could be the ceo or some the, the head of sales uh, so so it's all of this that you you, you learn to pick up a lot of traits along the way and then you start using them in different capacities if you manage to you know be abstract thinking enough i think uh, and want to, to pursue that direction absolutely makes sense yeah that's that's a good takeaway from me because uh if we're speaking uh, literally there you are a couple of ha- steps ahead of us and i would i was always curious like when you're proceeding through the steps were takeaways person take for themselves yeah so thank you for the answer yeah appreciate it so i think we asked a couple of questions up or follow-up questions there for thomas i'd like to redirect this to you andrew so how would you define a great product manager and what skills characterizes 
So what I see currently uh, um, on the market and uh, what uh, I also have some friends who are in product as well or in project. Uh, so what I see that what make them outstanding and what I would like for myself to be on top of uh, as well is two elements. So one is you still have to be curious like a five years old kid. So you still have to ask the dummy questions. You have to still look at the product from the perspective that you either don't understand how to operate or you would like the beautiful colors over there. So you still have to have that curiosity and passion uh, to build things from small pieces. And the second one is that you need to think uh, similar to maybe a small CEO of that. So you don't have to micromanage most of the items. You don't have to uh, to look into deeps in some of the questions. Maybe you have to let, let it go in some circumstances. Of course, if it's not something critical or urgent, but you have to think on the topic more holistically. So I would, um, I would state this is the two elements which make you a good product manager that you can still ask a question and have fun around that with your team. And at the same time, you can look around, see what competitors do, how the market behaves, what the conditions are around. So you can adopt that relatively quickly and be transparent about that with your team. Certainly some great points there in terms of looking at it holistically, seeing yourself as a mini CEO and just always being curious and adopting that continuous learning attitude. I think that Absolutely. is essential. So what about yourself, Lucia? What would you say defines a, a great product manager? Um, I completely agree with Andri about the curiosity. It's one of the things that I've been seeing the most. I think a great product manager is also someone who uh, organized his time in a way or her time in a way that allows everybody to be able to ask questions. Like I, I had a friend who was a product manager and gave me the best advice. He led, for example, one hour every morning when he was answering uh, emails. Uh, and he was in a Teams uh, in an open Zoom call the whole time. So if everybody, anybody had like a down question or something that they needed to talk or whatever, instead of being filled up with more meetings, the people would just jump into the Zoom, in the Zoom call every day they knew it was at the same time, ask them the questions and then keep going. So I thought that that was a great skill because it made you uh, open to everybody to be able to ask you questions, to be close and to not, I think, not stopping the production of anything because they need to ask you. Every day you are open to ask to everybody. And then I think there's something super important because I've seen the the bottleneck situation when you have somebody who has to take all the decision and you're waiting for them to answer you and you're like, yeah, let's set up a meeting about it. And then you are not leaving at your next opening schedule is in two weeks and I need an answer now. So how do we do this? Uh, things like that, I think is really important when, so it would be that is always be curious, open, open yourself to listen to everybody in different ways. I thought that that was the best uh, advice that gave me, obviously that analysis and, um, what else, what, what I would say is a great project manager, I think is understand, understand that it is the thing, be flexible, that the things are going to turns seven times and nothing is going to be according to plan and the roadmap that you have in January the 1st is not going to look anything like that in December the 30th and you're going to laugh at yourself for thinking that was going to be possible. But uh, to be able to adapt and be flexible and to understand that maybe it's even better that you saw the roadmap 
or maybe it's worse. It depends on your team and depends on many things. It depends right now. It depends in the, on the war. So yeah, be flexible and open. I think that would be the, the skills that I'm looking forward to develop and to, and to improve at. Certainly some great value for anybody who is perhaps aspiring to be a product manager, some skills that they can take and certain characteristics and traits that they should be aspiring to have. But I think one thing that I'd like to address is you all operate within product or have done at some point. So what makes product management a special career to pursue? Andrew, should, I, should I go first on this uh, extremely important and interesting question? Because uh, it, Sorry, Andrew, it's just cut out on me. It it's just the mic cut out a moment there, mate. We'll get marketing to brush this up as well. But if you start the question again, yeah. Once it's so, gone. so that that's extremely important and interesting question to uh, to understand because product manager career is doesn't have to be always related to to tech industry or um, uh, to to modern uh, hype industries which are uh, booming on the market right now. Right? It, it can be any industry. It can be any domain you're actually looking for to pursue and. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you are the one who deciding how you want to focus. You're working with a smart person around you. And uh, the only career which I see in my eyes right now is in and the role is a product manager. We're able to operate with a variety of smart people in the industry and still be able to make decisions by your own based on, on, on their expertise. And I don't think there is a lot of possibilities right now in the world where you can have this ability to gain knowledge, transfer knowledge, and uh, and understand it. Uh, so, in in my opinion, anyone who is any uh, looking to to own something and understand how that operates within a small uh, environment should pursue this career because you can transfer that knowledge to anything, uh, even in today's today task. You're still cooperating with a ton of people on your way to work and, and managing your uh, home duties or household. And a uh, product manager role helps you to understand how to do it in the most efficient way in the shortest period of time and how to deal even with the critical situations. So whether you have to deep dive in that or you, you have to let that situation go or wait for the relied responses and then react accordingly. So that's, that's, I think that's the beauty of the product manager. Certainly. And what about yourself, Lucy? What's your take? Well, I always laugh when people define product manager as mini CIO CEOs, because I think there is nothing more different than that. Um, I will say that product management is a career that allows you to be completely creative and have control and at the same time seeing other people doing the things in a much better way and a much better and efficient way. And as Andre said, be surrounded by people who can teach you how to do things properly in another, in another way to stay in. And I think project management is a career for people who loves to see the things from above. Who is a maybe detail oriented, but at the same time loves to see the, pro the process completely like why this is going from this investigation towards this developing of the future of this product or this situation. Like 
you see everything, every step of the way. Like it's not like design that you don't finally see like after like six months, you see the product completely develop and you're like, oh, nice, this works, this button uh, functions perfectly then. Uh, or it's like marketing that has the, the first interaction with it when you are thinking about it and then nine months later, uh, it's only, okay, now we have to launch it to the, uh, to the market. No, you are like the mama of the product you are seeing it from the first idea, from the first uh, seed being planted till the, okay, I'm guiding you through this time. They are going to teach you how to have a, how to be good looking. Now I'm guiding you through developers that they are going to teach you how to be functional and then I'm sending you to marketing that is going to tell, sell, tell you how to sell yourself and you are overlooking every step of the way. And I think that that's beautiful. That's, that's impressive because you value so much every app or every Every, even even a candle, how the process of everything was that I thought through and how the things were led to this position. So I, I really appreciate the opportunity to have an overview of everything. Not the control that is different, an overview and, and able to guide, ability to guide. I think that's a great summary of the position. Certainly, you know, you've adopted the holistic viewpoint and understood the opportunities that it gives you to see this process right the way through. But Thomas, what's your take? What makes this career special? I think you said you, did, you said it very well, both of you. Uh, however, I I feel like you almost described a CEO, even though you don't think you described a CEO. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with with all the things you said. I I, I struggle to come up with something new. I I think it's you're able to put so many of your 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 skills at work, and you can you can. There's like there's an infinite room for being better at any in any direction. So you can be better at managing your time, as you said before. That was a very important point, actually. You know, uh, prioritizing who gets to talk to me when and what is the you know what is the importance of of having that meeting now or in two weeks. You get to manage. Uh, you get to manage people above and below. And and yeah, this whole I mean you basically sit in a min- in the middle where you you can you have no hard skills yourself but you you see all these guys being you know brilliant at at uh, putting the hammer to the nail uh, whether that's painting something UI UX whether it's developing whether it's explaining how this new feature we've been building uh, you know in a in a much more interesting way than you would as a as a product guy but you just get to pull all the you know all the Whatever it's called, in every in every step of the way, and, and you're in the middle of, of of all of this, and get to get to spare so much with so many different types of, of creative, and 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 you know, very well well educated people. Uh, yeah. So uh, so I think you guys you you said it you said it very well. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think the whole process is is extremely extremely can be extremely fun when you when you get to go all the way through development to UI UX to you know putting the product on the market I think for somebody who just did himself an injustice and don't have much more to add I think you did a great job at adding a little bit more and an even deeper understanding on that front now I'm going to put you all on the spot a little bit here with a question there's a an 18 year old who's thinking about going to university they want to be a product manager what advice do you give them I go first. Uh, go with 
go with whatever you find is is interesting whatever you find is is something you want to know more about of course if you go and, and you know study uh, ballet that might not be the most direct way into product management but study something you find interesting uh, because that's the most important thing you can always always adopt your academic skills in so many ways if you have the right mindset that's what i started out saying i grinded my way to to a lot of these things but it comes from having the academic mindset that is thinking abstractly uh, listening empathy empathy knowing that you don't knowing for sure that you don't know everything at all um yeah i think that become that you end up being a more rounded product person if your entire goal wasn't focused on product i think it, you end you can end up being you know a bit narrow actually in that way um yeah so any insightful perspective go for it lucia um, I will tell them to be brave and try to do as many things that they want to be product manager at as they can. If they want to be product managers in app, that they should start developing the apps uh, or designing the apps or whatever they are interested in other part of the process from beginning, like doing as many as they can and learning from it, learning from the mistakes, learning from all the problems that they are finding, all of the situations. And even if it's just creating a marketing for those, like it doesn't matter. It's just doing something that is related to what do you want to do with the product later? Uh, because if you fail earlier, you're going to be able to do the great things great later. So it's a, as uh, Thomas mentioned, study whatever you want, because everything is transferable. Obviously, it, exactly, ballet may be a little bit difficult, but even though that's transferable, uh, maybe you find somebody who wants to create the best ballet, uh, ballet shoes ever. So you need a product manager for those two. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, fail, fail, fail. Try, 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 try up the brave. Like uh, get to know as many people as you can and get to learn from them. Uh, one really important people that I cannot cited right now always say try to be this the the uh, silliest person or the stupidest person in the room and learn from everybody around you because that's what's gonna give you a lot of base and a lot of understanding of okay maybe this is the right direction maybe this is not the right direction and any skill that you do uh, you add on on those so most of the things for product management is kind of intuition right even UX UI Although everything is backed up in data and you always have to have your KPIs backed up with data, most of the things that you're going to be feeling that you're going to be doing is by intuition. And if you have the knowledge and experience from early on, you're going to be much faster than anybody who is just learning and starting and trying to understand the data without having any feeling about how we should continue. Some great points already in terms of not being bounded by your education pursue what you want to do and failing and learning from those fails. Two great points. And Angie, what's your perspective? What advice would you give me? Um, it's, 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 um, it's a easy question to ask and a tough one to answer, to be honest. Um, because as it was mentioned, you may hit the imposter syndrome at any point of your career. So it's not an easy one, but at the age of the 18, I think what you would the best thing you can do is to, to try to create something by your own hands using this 
all no code tools which are out there on the web you can easily find you can easily source any any whatever you need the new chat gpt gonna help you out figure out how to to link the stuff between each other so that's no worries that's not like we are not anymore in 90s so you, you don't have to have that full room of equipment to to create something right now you can do that yourself easy during the evening with a, a cup of tea uh what i would suggest is create try to create something tangible like a small mvp or whatever like uh, it can be a twitter uh public it can be a reddit public and try to manage that try to develop it try to communicate with people see what they want what they are understanding are they getting what you are actually trying to deliver are you trying to solve something and out of that you will feel that uh sparks inside of you like you're actually doing something you're doing this small product which you are actually passionate about it and it's trying to deliver and out of that you may be able to identify what i actually you're missing and then you go study or you adapt your career if you're already working in, in any of the industry so far so I, I would if i will be able to give advice for myself when i was 18 i would i would probably suggest that like like lucia said fail but try it like with a small steps try to create something then you will understand how it how, what what it is it's it's the same um like with uh, sports right so i tried skiing and i tried snowboarding i fell in both directions but one in 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 skiing when you fail i feel like a little bit like i'm missing something it doesn't force me to stand up and do it once again but the moment i fail on snowboarding i actually like no i want to do it better so that's my thing so you have to figure out that Whenever you fail and you stand up, you do it better and better. So, but it needs to be a passion of yours. That was my, yeah. So using those fails as a motivation, I think that's great Absolutely. advice. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Well, I think that brings us nicely to a close. Some real value added here for aspiring product managers, people in products, and everybody who surrounds the topic. So I'd just like to thank you all on some amazing contributions. If you would like to be involved in a future episode, please approach me on LinkedIn or email me at connor.leyland at evolution-nordics.com.